Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And uh, today it's episode four of season two, Attack of the Autobots. Oh. What? <laughs> Autobots, but the Autobots are good. What's <laughs> happening? Uh, you know what happened last week, Paul, was uh, actually something kind of cool. Megatron yeah. built the city of New Cybertron in the middle of Manhattan, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I liked that episode. It was fun. It was, like, it, was it was grounded in some reality in that it was like, yeah. oh, this is a place I know, New like York. It's a real place, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> that's about where the reality ended. <laughs> anyway, it was it all ended with a bad homage to King Kong. Uh, but yeah. this week, we start with the Autobots. I don't know, they're sitting on the floor playing with Legos? <laughs> they're doing something. Looks yeah. like they're just playing with Tinker Toys or something. <laughs> and uh, they get the alert that the Decepticons are yeah, approaching. Prime's like, my warning diode is pulsating. I'm like, uh, wow, Ratchet, what were you talking yeah, whoa, about? Dude, dude, keep it to yourself. You know, what you do <laughs> in your own privacy or your own bedroom free time yeah. is fine. Just don't bring it up here. Yeah, yeah but it pulsates so hard. <laughs> So the the Decepticon jets come in as they always first wave. They come in and attack. Yep. And while they're attacking, uh, Rumble and Laserbeak work to distract the Autobots. And while they're doing that, Megatron and Starscream turn invisible because now they have <laughs> invisibility, invisibility spray, spray, which they probably won't ever use again, despite <laughs> that being an incredible advantage. Yeah. But they become invisible and they sneak into the Ark and then install a thing in the Autobots recharging chambers, yeah, which so I don't think we've seen before. No, but, but they finally explain it. That is how the Autobots actually have energy without mm. having to get energy on cubes. But it begs the question, what's powering the recharging chamber? But so, uh, but they sneak into the Ark, and they, they mess with these recharging chambers, and Megatron starts giggling to himself, and they, they leave. Yeah. And they just all... I love when, when they're getting away, though. Rumble does this really cool trick uh, to get away from... I think it's Ratchet that he's fighting. He turns into the tape, and he falls on the ground, and Ratchet goes to pick him up, and then he turns back into a robot and flies away. It's like, yeah, that was actually a neat trick. I like that. Yeah, and they, but they just leave. Yeah, and they're all like, what... A hit and run raid that's not megatron style something's up here something mm -hmm. happened but we don't know what well, we do find out because the next day optimus we come in with optimus and ratchet just finishing recharging and optimus says hey everybody come and get high and yeah, get, get, on, get on the charging table and zap yourself silly <laughs> when ratchet gets up he's like ah, nothing like a good recharge to give the bolts some volts like that just sounds like a viagra slogan or something <laughs> yeah. like, you know viagra Agra, give the bolts some volts. It really, oh god. <laughs> anyway, while they're doing that, um, Optimus his uh, there's he gets a report of a satellite that's going up and is going to provide the world with unlimited energy. And he figures, oh, the Decepticons are going to get on that, so we should get on them. But then... <laughs> do you ever wonder why, like, scientists all over the world, they only ever do these things one at a time? Because it, it, it's happening every week. Somebody in the world invents a thing that's going to provide perpetual energy for eternity. Like, if it's happening this frequently, you'd think... They'd be in two places at once, right? Like some dude on this side of the world figured it out, and someone over here figured it out. Like it's it's always one at a time. We need a new episode every week. <laughs> yeah. But but as Optimus is 
talking about this one at a time event, his eyes turn red, which yeah. if you watch a cartoon, any if you watched any cartoon since the invention of color TV, yeah. you know that eyes turning red means they're evil. Well, all the Decepticons have red eyes and all the See? Autobots have blue eyes, right? So go. that's how you know. Yeah. There you go. But as Optimus's eyes are turning red, Teletran 1 starts to detect an evil presence. Yeah, it's and evil. Then, yeah, ev- yeah, evil. That's because that's, that's in zeros and ones. <laughs> And then Megatron just comes on the PA and is like, ha-ha, motherfuckers, I got you. I won already. They're evil, and I win. And Teletran 1 does not believe it. So to prove himself, Megatron orders the Autobots to go do evil stuff. And they do. Oh, but before they go off to do evil things, Optimus punches the key or the uh, keyboards into Intellitran One and messes him up pretty bad. Oh yeah. Uh, so we go to Spike again. and Sparky, and they're in jazz, and they're on their way back to the Ark. <laughs> and apparently, uh, Sparky installed new new um, yeah, speakers. Yeah, Jazz wants to try out his new speakers. And when they come out, they're not just speakers; they're like weaponized satellite <laughs> yeah, radar these dishes. Huge things they're on the back. Massive. All this cybernetic <laughs> stuff going down the the antenna of it's crazy. And uh, Bumblebee's like, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm going back to the Ark. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with this. You're a waste <laughs> yeah. of time. And Jazz turns on his music full blast. And guess what it causes, Paul? <laughs> it's rock and roll with real rocks. I can't do Scatman Crothers' voice. Nobody can. But, but it's it's an avalanche. <laughs> it's it's an another avalanche, goddamn yeah. avalanche. They anyway. They don't really resolve it, but they yeah. They get out of there without yeah. getting buried in it this time. Yeah. It's basically a setup. We're going to use those speakers later on. Yeah. And uh, we back at the arc. Bumblebee um, has met Blue Streak, who's got red eyes, and, and Blue Streak is insisting he uh, recharge, recharge. It's like Dr. Archiville's voice. Well, it's still Casey Kasem, right? But yeah. he's doing Dr. Archiville's voice instead of Blue Streak's. Yeah, it's 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 a really creepy voice, like. You, you you don't associate really creepy evil voices with Casey Kasem, right? <laughs> but he, but yeah, he doesn't good. It's very effective. And yeah. as Blue Streak is overpowering uh, Bumblebee and getting him in the recharger, Jazz shows up and throws a dumbbell. That's what it looks like. Yeah, he throws and it so and it hits some. I first I thought it hit him right to the crotch. Do, do, but do Autobots curl? Do they? <laughs> yeah. They working on them guns? Well, the size of it, maybe it's like a, a full curl bar that maybe Sparkplug and Spike use or something. I don't know. Anyway, he, he whips it at him, and it just knocks his ass out. Yeah, it hits him right in what would be his navel, I guess. But when I first saw it, I thought it hit him right in the nuts. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you tripped it or you conked his reset relay. Huh? Okay, I guess you got to put it somewhere, right? <laughs> Well, so while uh, Blue Streak is out cold, God knows where the other Autobots are. We'll find out. But uh, Sparky repairs Teletran 1, and it tells him what Megatron did to all the Autobots, and we go to a commercial. (laughs) I love this. The guy that just repaired a sentient alien robot computer calls the thing that's controlling them a personality doohickey. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God, man. (laughs) Could you please not use the technical language? Put it in layman's terms, would you please, Sparkplug? I don't actually know computers. I just get drunk out of my skull and push buttons. I'm lucky as fuck. <laughs> anyway, so we come back from the commercial and we this is where the Autobots are. They're all, all their eyes glow red and they basically they just start smashing jets. They yeah, go to a military base and smashing jets. <laughs> Later on, we find out they smashed 47 jets. <laughs> yeah, I think they say 47. Yeah. 47 jets. But uh, Teletran 1, back of the arc, uh, tells the good Autobots about Optimus's attack, so Spike and Bumblebee roll out. Yeah, for some reason, Jazz doesn't go with them. Like, okay, just hang out here. He then. wants to listen to his rock and tunes. Yeah, that's it. And then we meet Doctor Harding, who yeah. is 
the creator of or is in charge of the solar satellite? Or, yeah, I think it's uh, she's the one that invented it. Invented yeah, it's actually it, yeah. a woman scientist. Well done. There you yeah, go. Yeah. For, and, for the uh, 80s. She realizes that the Autobots are here for her plans. I don't know why she... I guess they're smashing stuff, so she... Yeah, it's just like uh, Autobots are attacking, and she doesn't question that. Like, don't yeah. most people in military and in, in in the science circles know that the Autobots are an actual thing on Earth now? Like, why wouldn't... Autobots are attacking. Wait, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, That's wait, not right. Did you look at their symbol? Is it purple with a triangle kind of motif? Or is it the... the or is, it, is it one of the ones where you have to put your thumb on it for a while and it heats up, and yeah, then you... Oh, my God, that's those. two seasons away. This, I'm sorry. Actually, uh, 1984, was the year that those things came out. Oh, was it? Okay, so yeah, it was this year. Uh, a lot of uh, toy collectors of Transformers, uh, they talk about the pre-rub uh, 1984 ones before that th- was an actual thing, right? Hmm. Like, if, if you have, like, the original Megatron, like, from 1984 that doesn't have the thing where you get to put your thumb on it or whatever, like, that, and still in the box, the thing's worth thousands of dollars. Like, really? Yeah, uh, so Dr. Harding escapes the Autobots by jumping out of a, I don't know, third or fourth story window. Onto <laughs> yeah, a sun umbrella. Yeah, on the a, patio, a, a sun umbrella on the patio of a military base. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's and there's like six or seven of them. Yeah. And uh, but just as that happens, Spike and Bumblebee arrive at the base, and Bumblebee gives Optimus one of those. Hey, you love me? I love you. You're my best friend. You are better than this. And Optimus just bitch slaps him away. And then <laughs> we go to uh, Megatron, and he goes into the control room. So he's uh, in the control room of this place, and just starts. For some reason, the ceiling is high enough for someone as tall as Megatron to be in there. This is a world where, A, there's almost no humans around, and the few humans that are around build every room with 50-foot-tall ceilings. So, but they enter this control room, and Megatron blows up the computer screens, and then the next shot, they're all miraculously fixed, and he tells Soundwave, hey, plug into that. It's like, they're, they're going to so fly the rocket to Cybertron. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, he basically hijacks the launch so that it's going to happen in two hours, the humans can't turn it off, and he's going to haul ass to Cybertron yeah, in this rocket with a the, bunch the, of energy. And, and it looks like one of the moon rockets, like a, like a Saturn V rocket, like the... Last one of those yeah. launched in 1973, Megatron. Wait, where'd you get this one? Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, so we go to Sparky <laughs> at the Ark, and he has built an attitude exchanger. And they <laughs> yeah. conveniently, Blue Streak wakes up. They use it on them. Basically, it's a beach ball, and they have to stick it on your body, and you <laughs> become good again. And it's science! Blue Streak tells Sparky and Jazz uh, Optimus slash Megatron's plan because he remembers it. And uh, they get work to work on making more attitude exchangers. What a name for a thing. An attitude exchanger. Yeah. That sounds, <laughs> like, that sounds like something your dad would say. I was going to say, it's like when Spike was a bit younger. Yeah. All right, son, if you don't smarten up, I'm going to get the attitude exchanger. <laughs> Young <laughs> man. And cut the grass and get your old man up here. Uh, we go back to Dr. Harding. And she's hiding from Hound. Yeah, she, was it, she no, jumps uh, into yeah, one yeah, yeah. dumpster yeah. and Hound picks it up and smashes it or something. And it's, uh, there's... Did you ever play that game? Um, oh, what is it? Not Outlast or something, or maybe it is. But like where you're hiding from, that's all you can do is hide. It's like it's just like that. Like you can't fight back. All you can do is hide. Which she can't. But luckily, <laughs> um, Jazz and Sparky show up and they they turn Hound good again with another attitude exchanger. Yeah, not until after Hound picks up the dumpster she's in and throws it across the yard and hmm. it smashes and she gets out and runs away in high heels. <laughs> Perfectly fine. Like, holy Jesus, this is a tough woman. Tough, <laughs> like, you, like, tough anything. Yeah. If that was a, a 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a really tough animal. An armadillo? Badger. Because she doesn't <laughs> jump out of it in the way. It, like, hits the building, smashes, falls yeah. down, and crumples on the ground, and then she jumps out. Doesn't even have to shake her head. Just boots nope. Away it. she Takes goes. off running. Like, and uh, that, so anyway, as she's running, uh, she runs into Ratchet, but then Jazz and Sparky save Ratchet and turn him good again. And then we go, the last three who haven't changed are Optimus, Brawn, and Prowl, and they're smashing up more military equipment. And then Bumblebee gets in Optimus's way and is like, if you if you want to do this, if you want to be a bad guy, you're going to yeah. have to kill me. That, that, that was a big line in shows. If you want to get to him, you got to go through me. me. And yeah. me. And me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, when, when all the, the guys that were the former bad guys or the bullies or something are suddenly sticking up for the, the wimpy kid or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just before the avalanche and the quicksand <laughs> and yeah. plan B. Um, <laughs> Optimus is like, all right, fine. And he pulls his gun out and he's going to blast uh, <laughs> so Bumblebee. To and commercial break. <laughs> and when we come back, uh, we're just, we're... Out of nowhere, it's just like a big military transport jet. Yeah, it's like a C-130 or whatever it is. And evil Skyfire flies overhead. Yeah, and he fires two missiles at the Mm -hmm. thing, and they bail out. And so the humans are fine, just like everything. But, man, he he was ready to kill them. Like, holy shit, these guys are... It's kind of amazing that they haven't killed anybody yet. Yeah. When you when you find out the amount of damage they cause, it's whether kind by of design or not, just yeah. off the stupid shit they get up to. <laughs> Hound fires. Uh, they have a Hound now can load an attitude exchangers in his gun, and he fires one at Skyfire, and Skyfire is saved. He's a good guy now. Yeah, and then everybody jumps on board. And Bumblebee, we go back to Bumblebee, and Bumblebee's about to get body slammed by Optimus Prime. He's got him in the air, didn't shoot him. But Skyfire arrives, and Hound uh, fires attitude exchangers at Prowl and Brawn. So they're on the good guys now. And then Optimus transforms. And if you had the toy as a kid, man, this was your scene. Yeah, because it's it's one of the few times you finally see that gun, and it actually zooms in. It looks like the thing on the end of the arm on the toy. Like, it's it's got the little thing with the little canopy on it and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, yeah. Roller was right. Everything worked right. Every, this was, they did it right. And it Roller flies out and the gun starts shooting. So now Trans Optimus is three different robots. So they have to neutralize each one. They had, they yeah, had three think, shots oh, no, left. They were only planning on so many of these attitude exchangers. Are they going to have enough? Oh no. But mm-hmm. yeah, they do. So <laughs> Hound, Hound blasts uh, here. He shoots Roller and he shoots the gun. Does the gun have a name? Uh, I don't I know if it did. I just thought it was just a thing. In, yeah, it's just I, a gun. Yeah. But <laughs> Roller and the gun are, are gun. saved. They're made good again. Gun. gun. <laughs> anyway, so they have one attitude exchanger left. And uh, they're going to, you know, he's like, oh, I'll, it's the last shot. I'll have to hit Optimus. But Bumblebee grabs it and he runs up to confront Optimus and appeals to his general goodnessness. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Bumblebee, you must help me kind of thing. He's like grabbing his head and everything else. Yeah. It, it's, it, again, this show does that all the time. It's, for some reason, a moral decision causes you to fall to your knees. <laughs> because it is a switch. That's either one or the other. Right? There's, yeah, there's, there's no gray no area. No gray area. It's all <laughs> black and white. Uh, but in his uh, weakened state, Bumblebee slaps the attitude exchanger on him, converts him back to good, and the Autobots roll out for the lunch yeah. <laughs> Uh, to stop it because the humans are helpless. They they can't. Uh, Megatron has overridden it. It's going to happen in moments. And the Decepticons start to board the rocket. Uh, but this time, at least, they do it by flying to it. Like, remember in the in the third episode of, of season one, where they're going up the escalator or something, mm. an elevator. It's like, just fly up to the fucking yeah, thing. It's fly. right there. The rocket launches, and 
uh, as it's going off, um, Skyfire arrives, and Optimus and Ratchet jump out of Skyfire and onto the rocket. So as it's yes. going up into space, they're on the rocket. And Ratchet starts to work to disconnect the satellite from the, the nose cone of the, the actual rocket. Yeah. And the Decepticons come up. So, uh, this whole scene could have been really freaking cool if they had him just maybe use different angles or something. But it's still pretty neat. Like, they're fighting on the side of a rocket that is flying into space, right? I mean, yeah. If you Like, this show is really good at having that one shot that redeems it. Whether it's um, side swipe and, and jazz on the side of Optimus firing yeah. guns or Optimus surfing on top of Ironhide and uh, Braun or whoever. Yeah. Like, there's, every once in a while, there's an amazing shot. And this could have been – they could have just put in one great angle like you said yeah. one great shot and it would have made this scene a great scene like just kind of a, like a pass underneath them or whatever it shows them climbing up and you see debris and shit falling off it or something totally, uh, yeah I, i'm totally picturing the the intro in uh saints row 4 with optimus prime instead of the boss kind of thing <laughs> okay well off to play it but uh what we get instead is jazz busting out his cool dude speakers and he yeah. basically vibrates the rocket until it falls apart and as it starts to explode Ratchet and Optimus rip the satellite off the top of the rocket and jump ship. <laughs> take us up way up. They say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't say way up. He said take us up way up. But they, I <laughs> and love I'll that. Call Rusty, yeah. What they so basically what they do is they fly up into I don't know like the ionosphere lower um, yeah. orbit. And Optimus literally throws the satellite into orbit. He like, <laughs> it's overhand like, pitches it. That's exactly it. where we need it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good eye, son. And uh, we go back to the arc, and we find out <laughs> that uh, they find the device Megatron installed into the recharging stations. They rip it out. One problem here is that they're on a rocket, right? And it's flying. And this thing is almost certainly, and Skyfire, are almost both certainly flying way beyond supersonic, like Mach a lot. How would Jazz's music even be audible at that speed? Like, how could sound catch up to something going faster than sound? I mean, I don't know, maybe that works. It's physics way over my head, but the thing I wanted to mention is, and you gotta have kind of a twisted sense of humor to notice this stuff, but no, that's us. But it's like the first where Prime's warning diode is pulsating, and he's all along with Ratchet, and anyway, the female scientist, whose name is Dr. Harding, by the way, she's she answers the phone. She's like, oh, you want me to join you in the command bunker? You're launching my solar power generating satellite, are you? Oh, did you give your bolts some volts, Mr. Rocket Man? Oh, I hope we don't hit your reset relay again like last time. So there you go. Another episode of the Transformers. Another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. And that was the attack of the Autobots. Yes. They were bad. Now they're good. <laughs> uh, if you want to find Paul and I, you can find us uh, on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P McPherson. One, you can uh, rate and review us on an iPad or near iTunes. And, and seriously, like I know people hear that and go, eh, okay, yeah, I don't want to. But if you would take like just one minute you don't even have to write just go to the review and write good <laughs> yeah. but give us give us a nice rating that really really more than anything really helps this show get uh, get noticed or you know put on front pages and stuff like that yeah so, so tell your friends please. too yeah please please pretty we'll be pretty nice. please <laughs> okay that's enough of that uh see you next week yeah we'll see you next week and it's a good one it's about my favorite uh my favorite transformer mirage so we'll see you then for traitor bye bye bye
it's rock and roll with real rocks.